0: Good afternoon and welcome to Treasures of the Heart. This is Pastor Luann and we are embarking on our new fall series on the book of Revelation. I'm so glad that you're tuning in and that you are ready to uh, learn some more about the book of Revelation. I've been uh, hoping that I can really just highlight these special parts that we read because, I mean, it can be, it's not like an exhaustive A study that we're doing you know we're going to go chapter by chapter which takes us through December but if I find a need that I want to explain something more then I will try to um, maybe extend whatever we need to extend to get through it but you know we're entering into the very mysteries of the book of Revelation Um, and so this is post-resurrection Jesus you know Jesus had died and You know, crucified and then he rose from the dead. And so then, you know, Jesus came back, you know, before he ascended totally to be with the Father. He came back, you know, he went through walls and he saw the disciples and when, you know, he was able to uh, be seen, he was able to be heard. And so this is a post resurrection Jesus coming to John on the island of Patmos and giving him messages for seven churches in Asia. And so You know, we are going to be looking at chapter two and reading chapter two and looking at these churches uh, in this chapter that Jesus wants to address. But we know that they represent like overall churches. You know, he selected these ones. But I think any of us could look at a church and say, you know, hey, yeah, I know some that are dealing with this. I know some that are doing that. And so, you know, this was just a seven. Again, remember, seven is the number in the Bible for completion and perfection. And so when he chose seven churches, that was that that completion, that was that totality of getting the message out to churches. And that even means us today as we look at the book of Revelation chapter two. And so I want you to know, though, when we when we look at Jesus In his post-resurrection, then also knowing that he's, you know, he's planning on coming back. Listen to Acts chapter 1, verses 10 through 11. And you can write that verse down, that chapter and verses, Acts 1, 10, and 11. But this is talks about the ascension of Christ um, after, you know, he had come back from uh, the dead. So it said they were looking intently into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them men of galilee they said why do you stand here looking into the sky the same jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven so these two men in white these these angelic beings are telling the disciples look you're seeing him go but i'm we're telling you don't marvel so much he's coming back the same way he's going to come right back through the clouds And he's going to judge. He's going to right all wrongs. He's going to take us back to heaven. So, you know, then they go on to say, after Jesus reveals himself, so in his magnificence. And we are now in this cave with John on the island of Patmos. And Jesus is revealing himself to John. And when John hears the voice, he turns around. We read that last week, right? He falls as a dead man at his feet due to the powerful presence of the Lord. And so now, You know, um, I wish that I could have had you with me when I did this for my Facebook and YouTube, which you can go and see uh, if you want to see this message as well. But I was sitting uh, outside at the fire pit with a wonderful fire going as I was reading chapter two. And so, uh, but here, you know, today we are going to be reading John's writings according to what Jesus is telling him to write. And we're going to hear about the letters to three churches uh, in chapter 2. And and maybe another one if I can get to uh, do another church. So let's look um, at what we're going to be doing. Because my question at first, when I began to read this this chapter, my question is, you know, Lord, why would you be writing at the very beginning of the Revelation, writing to these seven churches who are actually, you know, supposed to be serving you, believing in you, knowing you, rather than writing letters for John to tell the world, hey, you, you know, this is darkness and I'm light. And, you know, we need for you to understand this is who Jesus is. And why why not the world? And you're writing to the churches. And when I asked, you know, that and, and the Holy Spirit, I mean, it just immediately sent scriptures into my spirit. So before we read chapter two of Revelation, I want to share these with you about maybe why Jesus is writing to the seven churches in this beginning of the book of Revelation. So in 1 Peter 4, verse 17, it says, For it is time for judgment to begin with the household of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? You know, so that could be a reason why Jesus is talking to the church first, because his judgment's coming to most of these churches as he's telling them I see what you're doing I see what you're not doing and I know what's going to happen in the future so I'm giving you an opportunity to know to understand to repent and get it right so because the church is to be representatives for Christ amen the world can't represent Jesus we do and so that's kind of where I think that we're seeing why Jesus is talking to the church first and it's good for us as a church believer to know hey when judgment's coming it's coming here first. All right? So then I, then I got Matthew five fourteen and 16. And Jesus again was saying, You're the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. So let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And then I got 2 Corinthians 5, verses 20 through 21. And I'm reading this in the Message Bible. God has given us the task of telling everyone what he's doing. We're Christ's representatives. God uses us to persuade men and women to drop their differences and enter into God's work of making things right between them. Boy, don't we need that today. Wouldn't you love to be that kind of an influence today? That we could persuade men and women to drop their differences and enter into God's work. Man, that is something I'd love to see in my lifetime. We're speaking for Christ, the scripture goes on to say. we're, We're speaking for Christ himself now. So become friends with God, and he's already a friend with you. Verse 21, how, you ask? In Christ, God put the wrong on him who never did anything wrong so we could be put right with God. And that was also in Matthew 24, 24. So listen, this is only my interpretation of why Jesus is reaching out to the seven churches. We don't hear a lot today about judgment coming, but the godly are judged first. Jesus calls us, and we are chosen to go and make disciples for Jesus Christ. Jesus says he walks among the churches. He knows what's going on in the life of the church and his people. So as we begin, I want you to see a pattern as we begin to read out loud chapter 2 of the book of Revelation, because John paints a different picture of Jesus at the beginning of each letter. He may repeat a phrase, but these letters are meant to go not only, as I said, to the seven churches, but for the church to be the church and for these messages to affect all churches. So let's read these four letters, and I believe we're going to try to get through the four churches. The message to Ephesus. Now, Ephesus was like the prominent uh, cultural time uh, and center of Asia. I mean, Christ's letter to The Ephesian church sometimes does praise it for its deeds. But it also, you know, kind of gets on Jesus' light. But hey, look, I'm looking at your heart. And I'm seeing that it isn't quite where it needs to be where I'm concerned. So let's read. Start to read chapter 2 of the book of Revelation. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, The one who holds the seven stars in his right hand, the one who walks among the seven golden lampstands, says this, I know your deeds and your toil and perseverance, and that you cannot tolerate evil men, and you put to the test those who call themselves apostles, and they are not, and you found them to be false, and you have perseverance, and have endured for my name's sake, and have not grown weary. Verse 4, But I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Therefore remember from where you have fallen, and repent, and do the deeds you did at first, or else... I'm coming to you and will remove your lampstand. That's the church, my friends, out of its place, unless you repent. Yet this you do have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. So, I mean, it's important here for us to hear Jesus say to the church, well, for number one, you've lost your first love. You've fallen away from me. And I'm giving you an opportunity before I come back and judgment really falls to repent and do the deeds that you did at the beginning when you fell in love with me, when you loved me with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. But he said, and I also am grateful that, you know, you do hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans and I hate those, the Nicolaitans and I do too. Well, why? Hate's a very strong word because this was mostly those who are following some idolatry but engaging in sexual immorality. Do you hear me? So that could be talked about today. So you need to understand that Jesus is saying, I hate this sexual immorality. So, you know, things are wild today. So what do you think Jesus thinks of that? Do you think that all of a sudden he's changed his mind and he said, oh, yeah, that sexual immorality is okay now, but it wasn't then. Uh -uh. You need to take seriously before judgment comes. He doesn't like it. He doesn't approve of it and he hates it if you want to know what sexual immorality is, don't go reading all the books in the world. You read the Bible. And then Jesus will tell you what sexual immorality is. Okay, so let's go to the message of Smyrna. Smyrna was kind of like this large Jewish community. And it wasn't always, you know, liking the Christians. The Bible notes that there were like sometimes some slanderous things said by the Jews against Christians. But the Jews were God's chosen, right? And so, you know, We need to hear this is a very short letter to this church. So we're going to just start to read it and then we'll talk about it. So it starts in verse 8. To the angel of the church in Smyrna Right, the first and the last. Here's our description of Jesus that John pens. The first and the last who was dead and has come to life says this. I know your tribulation and your poverty, but you are rich and the blasphemy by those who say they are Jews and are not but are of a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to cast some of you into prison so that you will be tested and you will have tribulation for 10 days. Be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes will not be hurt by the second death. Now the second death is really important, right? Because... We all are accounted to die once in our physical body unless the Lord comes back and we're raptured. But until then, we are all accounted to physically die once. But then there's a second death, and maybe you didn't know that. But that second death is spiritual, and it totally is a total separation away from God. I mean, when Jesus wrote and said, look, some of you are going to say, you know, hey, Lord, Lord, we did all these things. In your name and we did this and he said you're gonna come before me and I'm gonna say get from you I don't even know you man so Jesus is looking for heartfelt relationship with him that's real and transparent and right and believing and if you're just doing an act or you're playing games at the foot of the cross Jesus is like you know look you might call yourself a Christian but I don't even know who you are because you haven't even been around so he said, right? There's a second death. You don't want that. That is a eternal separation from God. That is not being in heaven for forever. And, and we believe in hell. Jesus talked about it. And that's where that forever will be. So he's giving you a chance to say, you know, hey, look, this is serious stuff. This judgment that's coming. So then let's go to the message to Pergamum. And so this starts... At verse 12 and this city though this yeah it was kind of known for it's really pagan practices a lot of idolatry and so you know let's read what jesus says to them and to the angel of the church and pergamum write: the one who has the sharp two-edged sword says this i know where you dwell where satan's throne is and you hold fast my name and did not deny my faith even in the days of anipas my witness my faithful one, who was killed among you where Satan dwells. But I have a few things against you, because you have there some who hold the teachings of Balaam, who kept teaching Balak to put a stumbling block before the sons of Israel, to eat things sacrificed to idols, and to commit acts of immorality. So you also have some who in the same way hold the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Therefore repent, or else I am coming to you quickly, and I will make war against them with the sword of my mouth." He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, to him I will give some of the hidden manna. And I will give him a white stone and a new name written on the stone, which no one knows, but he who receives it. Well, I have to stop here. So next week, we're going to talk a little bit about this last church we just read about. We'll read the book of Thyatira, and then we will get to chapter 3. And so I want you to read chapter two and then we'll go back and discuss it. But until next week, this is Pastor Nguyen with Treasures of the Heart.